Hi, I'm Rebecca Hidalgo Reigns with Grateful Heart TV, and I'm coming to you today with a guest that I have wanted to have for a really long time. Reason being is I'm a true professional and I believe you got to specialize in what you are good at. I'm terrible at property management, but I know somebody who's awesome at it, and her name is Lindsay Baker with Evolution Property Management, and she is amazing, and I'm gonna have you listen to all the reasons why I recommend that, recommend if you want to be a landlord, you got to hire a professional. Welcome to our show and thanks for joining us. This is Grateful Heart, the motivational Arizona real estate and business show. We're here to inspire you to believe in yourself, to dare to dream about your infinite and divine possibilities, to blow open your mind to creating your most abundant reality possible as our thoughts are so powerful. I found turning my own personal grief into gratitude raised my vibration to be in tune for receiving prosperity, health, and connecting to God's source. I'm your host, Rebecca Raines of Integrity All-Stars at Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, and I have been selling homes here in the Valley since 1993. If you have any questions and are watching us live on our Facebook page, you can comment and we will do our best to answer while we are live on the show, so do not be shy. Today on our program, we have some great guests for you. Live from Phoenix, Arizona, it's the Grateful Heart Show with your host, Rebecca Raines. And we're here with Lindsay Baker today. Welcome, Lindsay. Thank you for joining us. I'm excited to be here. Thank I, you. I know. I am so excited. You know, property management may not be like crazy exciting, but it kind of is becoming more exciting. Do you know why? Why? <laughs> yes, I do know why. There's all kinds of fun things to talk about and think about and consider in property management. You're so funny. Okay, so where I was going for with that is that right now a big buzz with a lot of investors is single family rentals, like full on communities. And we're talking big developers are getting into that because rents are so strong and they feel like that's a better investment. So we have a lot of people right now who are wanting to become landlords. And I got to tell you guys, it kills me. You know why it kills me, Lindsay? I do know why it kills you. <laughs> okay. Probably the same reason it kills me. There's a few of them. Well, there's a lot of them. We're going to talk about them today. I was really impressed, though. I have to share with you guys. Lindsay and I have known each other for a hot second. I would say, what, we meet in the early 2000 around there? I think about 20 years. Oh, yeah, now. about 20 years now. We used to work at the same company in construction. So we are going to talk a little bit about construction today because we both have such a big background in it. When the market shifted and it crashed and we stopped working for that particular builder, we both went our own separate ways, stayed in touch. I got more into sales and Lindsay got more into? Property management. Oh, God help you. <laughs> the dark underbelly. Okay. The dark underbelly. And I have to say, the reason why I say God help you is because I have heard so many horror stories from past clients of mine who are adamant that they can handle renting their own place out. And then they call me with these stories and then I'm calling you going, oh my gosh, what are we going to do to help them? So before you guys step in it, I want you guys to learn what not to step in so you can avoid some really painful mistakes that people do when they just don't know any better, right? Absolutely. Um, Lindsay, your website is evolutionaz.net. Your correct. phone number, that's your cell phone right there. That's the office line. That's the office yep. line, okay. Your email's at the top, great website. I love her website, it's super simple. Just hop on there, whether you're a landlord or whether you are a buyer, or I'm sorry, a renter, yep. you can hop on Lindsay's website. Now, the big thing that I want to talk about, and, and I think this is why the market has gotten so much stronger for rental properties. Well, you know, we've had 
a pandemic, craziness in the market, rates are all over the place, and people are trying to figure out where to park their money. And there's a lot of big REITs, a lot of big investment groups that are getting into being professional landlords. Um, Lindsay, you sent me this chart. What does this chart share with us? So this one here is talking about the population growth in uh, the Phoenix metropolitan area. Uh huh. About 90,000 people, new residents a year are I, moving to Arizona. And you know, and I did the math to make sure that that equated to what I've always heard, which is 250 people a day, a day, 250 people a day are moving here, but we're not building enough houses to house all these people moving here every day. That's correct. So therein lies the problem. You know, everybody keeps telling me, oh, we're well, we just waiting for the market to crash and then we're going to go buy a house, right? Right. Because everybody keeps thinking it's going to be like last time where all of a sudden property values drop. Well, last time we had a lot of vacant homes. We don't have vacant homes today. In fact, um, affordable housing is dwindling to the effect that occupancy rates, it shows here, are at 98%, which is a 40-year high. And as a result, rents are at a high as well. That's correct. So it says here 14% to 20%. I don't, I'm not sure I understand that one. What does that mean? Uh, rental rates. Rents are increasing by 14 to 20% a year. Oh, my gosh. Yes. So last year's $2,000 a month house would get you what? Just in the East Valley. Honestly, it could get you up to, it could be, oh, sorry, the question was Last what, it, what it will get you, Yeah, what so, kind of house. So you, you'd you probably get a three to four bedroom, mm -hmm. um, single family home, about 1,800 square feet. For 2,000 bucks a month? About 2,000 bucks a month. And that's today? That was last year. That was last year. So that what does $2,000 get you today? You might get a, a smaller 1,500, three bedroom. Um, probably a condo. Maybe a patio home, condo, townhome, something like that. You know, I so remember during the downturn, it was commonplace. You could get a nice house to rent for a thousand bucks just about anywhere in the valley. Absolutely. Just about anywhere. And then I would say that probably stopped maybe five, six years ago. I think so. That's probably about when. So that's how quickly we've gone from a thousand bucks could get you into a nice house to rent to now $2,000. And now even $2,000 isn't cutting it. It doesn't get you much anymore. It's kind of scary. And that is really because. The vacancy rate is nothing. That's right. Like, so Lindsay, when you have a, a property go for market to rent, how many applicants are you getting on any normal house? Um, so it just depends. We pre-market our homes before they're vacant. So most of the time they're leased prior to any vacancy. Mm -hmm. um, but I'll see anywhere from three to 10 applications, depending on the property. And you know what? I bet you'd probably have more if you didn't answer your phone. Probably. Yeah. So that is one of our biggest beefs. You know, people will commonly call me at my office like, hey, you know, we're not sure if we're ready to buy yet. Might want to rent for a while. And that's great. I just don't work with rentals. And so I'm always telling them, well, you know, um, since I don't specialize in it, I think you should talk to somebody who does. And like you were just sharing before the show, you don't really put people in your car, but if they're one of yours, you'll help them, right? Correct. Okay. So that's good to know. And I'm going to make sure you guys all know how to get on Lindsay's website and where to look for properties are on Lindsay's website because it's not fun looking for a rental today. Um, you said, and the reason why I say that is the few times that we do try to help people, I personally, you can tell me if I'm wrong. I feel like we're doing them a disservice because you guys don't normally pay us very much as realtors, right? If anything at all. If anything at all. Mm -hmm. Maybe just a couple hundred bucks. And so um, if you have 10 applications and eight of them are from realtors and two of them are your own, would it just commonly make sense that you might just look at your own applications and give them be beneficial treatment or whatever you want to call it, preferential treatment? 
Some people might do that. I have a um, specific policy on how I handle multiple applications. See, I knew you would. <laughs> to, to be fair, uh-huh. um, we process first come, first serve. I love that. But not everybody does. Most people do not. Okay, so that it goes back to why Rebecca doesn't even try to help half the time because I just know that I would rather connect my clients with the property manager direct to give them a better opportunity when competition is so high to get in front of you the property manager now you have ethics and you answer your phone the reason why i say that is there's a lot of unscrupulous property managers out there that will just rent to their own people and not bother to answer the phone until the other 50 that they already have it rented and so that's where a lot of the frustration comes and so people that are trying to find a rental you know it just may sound better to just go to an apartment complex and not have to deal with it that's true and there's there's pros and cons to that too. I've heard a lot of horror stories about some of the apartment complexes. Oh, good time. So you're moving to the valley and you're trying to find a place. You don't know the area very well and you're like, what do I do next? Um, Well, let's take a look at this. Closed rental units per month. Lindsay, you shared this chart with me. Can you you explain what this is talking about here? So this is our December 2021 rent stats and this comes directly from our MLS here. Okay. And um, basically what it's showing you is that for every one rental home that closed, five sales have closed. So you can see that there is definitely a shortage of rental homes as well. Okay. So five homes close for purchase. Correct. One gets rented. Yes. So that is actually like our scale right now is one out of every six houses currently is a rental property. That's right. Now, is that just because affordability and people just can't afford to buy? So that's where now all of a sudden the need is there for more homes to rent? That's part of it. Um, A lot of people that are coming here to the Valley, um, those 90,000 per year, they don't know the area yet. So they don't want to settle in, um, commit to purchasing until they've got familiar with the schools, the shopping, the dining, what part of town they want to be in. So a lot of them actually are seeking rentals as opposed to buying. And there's only one out of six houses to pick from if you want to live in a house versus an apartment. Now, flip side, and so one of my current clients, well, several of my current clients have been landlords. Last year, I had one gentleman with two that were nightmares. And I'm pretty sure I called you Frank Ringabell. I might have called you about Frank. I think so. Um, During the pandemic, he had one in particular that was a professional renter. Yes. The professional renter. And I'm talking about the professional renter because I see here some current challenges for landlords right now. Falsification of rental applications, fake pay stubs, fake landlord verifications, fake support, annual documentation. Like, I already know the nightmare we went through with Frank because his guy was a professional, so he knew the rules. Yes. And he knew how to play the game, and he knew he didn't have to make his rental payment, and he claimed COVID, and even though he was still working the whole time. And so, like, it literally was months trying to get these people out so he could actually sell the house that he was, like, up. He wasn't upside down in, but he was monthly because this guy wasn't making the payments. He was he was paying a mortgage. He was paying property taxes. Yeah. And he was probably paying some HOA. maintenance expenses mm-hmm. as well because he had a legal obligation to maintain that property. Exactly. So he was doing everything right. And this other fool was taking advantage of him. And the crazy part is, is you're talking all about fraud here that people have to worry about. Well, I know for a fact, Frank thought he rented this property to a girl with a with a girl roommate mm-hmm. with one dog. Then comes in the boyfriend who's the professional renter who knows how to manipulate the system. And all of a sudden there's three dogs in this house. 
And it was just more than what he could handle. Right. And I remember before we went down this path, I was trying really hard to have him go and rent, but he's always had good experiences. Is it harder today than it was maybe 20 years ago? Like the fact, I think that a lot of my clients think that they can handle it's because they had a good experience 20 years ago, but today's a different ballgame. Absolutely. Why is it, why is all this fraud all of a sudden happening? Because it's harder to get into a rental property. So because we have a shortage and because it can be somewhat expensive and there might be higher rental criteria now, um, people are having to get creative and- So they're um, getting desperate. And fraud their way into it, yes. So desperation, not necessarily being creative because the definition between the two is definitely fraud. Yes. And so there's a lot more fraudulent applications. Now I'm curious about the fake support animal animal documentation because- um, I have a daughter. You have a daughter. Yes. Um, they're great. Yeah. I co-signed for Elise when she went off to school a couple of years ago. And then I get a call from the property manager wondering why there's a dog inside the house that I co-signed for. And I'm like, what? Um, quickly, the dog was removed from the property. But these girls thought just because it was a... Uh, Emotional support Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. (laughs) That's what the whole story was. They're like, Mom, don't worry. We're just going to get a letter from our doctor. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, no, that's not how it works. You don't get the dog first and then ask for permission. She's actually going to evict you if you don't get rid of that dog. You know, and interestingly enough, um, when it comes to HUD and fair housing, you can get the dog first and then ask for permission. But What? Yes. (laughs) How is that fear? So, yeah, I didn't tell the girls that, and I'm glad I'm not. Nor would you, because no. you knew the, the truth behind it. But, right. Um, yeah, that, so that's that's what's happening a lot. That's probably one of the biggest. Um, so people are just claiming, like, I got anxiety yes. and too I'm bad. Sad. I'm sad. I'm sad. I, yeah, mm-hmm. I just, um, I'm and sad. And so I need two animals because I'm so sad. So or the, because I'm sad and depressed. So the, <laughs> I love the sarcasm when you yes. say that. Um, so what kind of documentation are people giving that's fake? Like, I don't understand. So people have a misunderstanding. They think they can get a certification. Okay. And it's usually under $100. You go on a website. You fill out some information. You upload a picture. You sometimes even get this cute vest, maybe some stickers or a badge of some sort. <laughs> and they think it's good okay and the unsuspecting uh diy landlord Uh are they they may be so scared of um the fair housing violations that's a great point we have Mm -hmm. to talk about that yeah so they accept it and they didn't have and they didn't have to so what is acceptable form of documentation for an animal that is used for what did you call it again um, so there's, there's a support animal uh-huh. and there's an assistive animal. So those are the two differences. And a, an assistive animal is pertains to public. Okay. So the airlines, the grocery stores. Um, the ones that really have the real vest that you see walking around Correct. The and they are trained to do a specific task. Yeah. Okay. Um, like we're talking like a, a blind a, person. A TBI, yes, yeah. a, um, a blind person, um, someone who has seizures, maybe someone okay. who um, has PTSD something like that. So they're trained specifically to help that person in that specific disability. Okay. Um, A support animal Uh is not recognized by ADA. Uh So a public place does not have to allow them, but housing does. Good to know. Yes. So I bet you a lot of restaurant people don't even know the difference. That's correct. I think a lot of people don't They're know. Like, I mean, oh, the, general, the general public doesn't know right. either. So, um, and nobody wants to tell someone with a disability that they can't have their pet at the restaurant. So therefore, they err on the side of caution. And when it comes to your home, uh-huh. your investment, 
You're kind of SOL. So is there any preventative measure that a landlord can take to prohibit that from happening? Or there really isn't? You have to allow it. Um, You do have to allow it. But um, there are certain things that a resident does have to provide to you. Um, It has to be current. It has to state specifically what um, this animal is doing for the disability. And they would be responsible for any damages. Correct. You You can't charge pet fees. You can't charge um, pet rent, pet deposits, because it's not a pet. Um, one of my oh favorite. Oh my goodness! <laughs> just the ways I can just hear my daughter's wheels spinning right now. Like the other one, the younger one wants yes. a cat. And I'm like, you're not even on the lease. No, you're not getting a cat. Right. Well, and I think sometimes the younger ones don't understand mm-hmm. the the implications, so they right. don't realize this is a legally binding document yeah. that you've signed here, and so they just it truly is ignorance, and they they don't mean any harm. Right. But um, on the landlord side of things, yeah, there are things we can do. And one of my favorite landlord tenant attorneys talks about it. Think of him like a wheelchair. It's not a dog. It's a wheelchair. Ah. So would you tell someone they can't have their wheelchair? No. But is there a specific need for such wheelchair? Right. Okay. I like that. And I like that you mentioned DIY landlords, the importance of a team and staying in the know and how, because I know who your favorite attorney is. It's Dr. E. Victor. Yes. (laughs) Um, I learned about Dr. E. Victor back in 2008, 2009, which is right around when the new Tenant Landlord Protection Act came out, which I know sounds kind of dry and like who really wants to hear about this, but everything changed when that thing came out. It has changed and it's changed since then. Has it really? Mm -hmm. So let's take a quick commercial break because I want to hear those changes, but I have a feeling it's going to take you more than a hot second to explain them. I think so. Okay, we'll be right back. If you're looking for a mortgage, you need a personalized plan, not a click button get mortgage option. My team and I have saved families thousands by proactively planning their home purchase or a refinance. Buying a home is a huge decision and it deserves a strategic approach. My team and I provide a comprehensive mortgage plan, including a complete credit analysis outlining the steps needed to improve your credit score and help you qualify for the best rates and terms in the market. Visit us at tkteam.us today. We'll ensure you get the best guidance so you can make the best decisions. The TK Team, moving you forward. Hi, I'm Rebecca Hidalgo Reigns with Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, and I've been selling homes here in the Valley for over a quarter of a century. I want to say that experience truly matters. So when you're looking for a realtor to help you either buy or sell your biggest purchase of your life, I hope you'll consider using me. My experience doesn't matter near as much as my clients. So I do dare you to Google me and I promise you'll see nothing but fantastic reviews because I really do truly care to help navigate you and your family to the very best experience you'll ever have with buying a home. Have you been thinking about buying a new house or refinancing your existing mortgage? Interest rates are still around historically low levels. Why pay a higher rate when you don't have to? Call Joe Smith, me, at Epic Mortgage LLC, 602-741-4121 for a free mortgage quote or pre-qualification. Epic Mortgage LLC is a locally owned, independent mortgage brokerage that provides low-cost options for its customers. Independently owned means low overhead, so you get the best rates, fees, and service. Keep more of your money. Brokers are better. Realtor recommended for over 20 years? Contact me, Joe Smith, at Epic Mortgage today, 602-741-4121. Whether purchasing a home or refinancing, We know you have choices when it comes to choosing a title company. Navi Title Agency is the leading source for all title, escrow, and marketing needs. 
with access to the largest title insurance underwriter, Navi Title facilitates successful closings and protects clients from fraud. Creating solutions that save time and money for everyone. Ask your realtor or loan officer today about using Navi Title on your next real estate transaction. Navi Title Agency is locally owned and operated in the state of Arizona. Okay, we're back from break, and we were just talking about the Landlord Protection Act in 2008. That's actually when I learned about Dr. E. Victor because I was doing a whole bunch of short sales back then, and we couldn't sell houses if we couldn't get access to them and if we had tenants that had tenants' rights, and everybody was so scared about violating these tenants' rights because if you violated a right of a tenant... Um, wasn't it like one and a half months rent could be the penalty or something crazy like that? It depends on the violation, but yes, um, one month rent for every illegal access, um, two to three times the monthly rent for other violations, security deposit dispositions, <clears throat> things like that. So yes. improper notice. There's there's all kinds of fun things that people right. can get tripped in, up to being a DIY landlord if they don't know the rules. Correct. So one of my favorite things that you sent me, can I share this? <laughs> Please. I know you're already <laughs> The most bizarre thing found in a home and after that, an eviction. And the fi- pictures aren't actually bizarre. So what we need is we actually need smell-o-vision. That's what, we do. That's what Lindsay had <laughs> shared with me before I show you this. So for I please zoom in on the screen because I don't think people who are watching can really take the full effect until they see this is the kind of stuff that Lindsay walks into, right? Yes. You took this picture. I took this picture about two to three weeks ago, yes. That is so gross. <laughs> I am so not hungry for lunch anymore. No. And then this is the ones, and I, like I, because I'm in real estate and I've done short sales and I've had to go into properties that people have left literally in the middle of the night, this kind of stuff is not absurdly wrong. Now, I do have to know, Lindsay, obviously there's crap literally on the ground. Yes. And I've seen people living in these conditions. But what in the world is going on with all the white stuff all over the walls? Well, the tenant wanted to try and get her security deposit back. Okay. So she was working on some improvements or repairs and that's about as far was as Was this she... all the same house? All, um, the toilet, the red wall, and the green wall, yes. Those are all the same house? Mm-hmm. Okay. The middle two, that was an eviction from a few years ago. I found some things I couldn't share photos of in that one. Yeah, yeah. Well, one of my short sales that um, the tenant left in the middle of the night, we opened up the fridge and literally the minute, and I'm sure you've seen this. I don't open fridges. Yes, you know. (laughs) I don't open fridges. So we opened the fridge and literally you didn't see past the mold. Mm. Like you literally opened it and the whole thing was full of mold. So we closed that back up. And then my husband had... Um, that smell didn't go away for several hours, Oh, it? I'm sure it did It was burned into your nose. <laughs> yeah. Um, there was... They left a bunch of aquariums. And mm. these aquariums had snakes in them. Okay. Apparently, they just left in the middle of the night without feeding these snakes. And they found dead snakes. And they thought the snakes, the workers that James had found to help him clean out this house, thought they were just toys. And so they were, like, hitting each other with these dead snakes oh, when no. he walked in the room. And he's like, what are you doing? Like... I just, it baffles me that some people live in these conditions. And the thing that I've noticed is, you know, people interview really well. When they, they apply, they're good. They, they look know, good on paper. They look fantastic mm-hmm. on paper, but they don't look fantastic when this is what you're walking into after they've been in the house. Right. Um, the importance of inspections is what those photos show. The importance of inspections. Definitely, yes. definitely. So as a landlord, how do you protect um, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry, as a property manager, how do you protect your landlords from those kind of things happening? I mean, sometimes it's just going to happen. Obviously, you took those pictures. No matter what you do. That's right. You know, you you probably have so much less of that than a DIY landlord would because of all the things you know to avoid. 
I do. And I want to say the owner of the red and green um, and the toilet put that tenant in the house. I, ah. took, I took it over. And, and then you had to get the tenant out. We got the tenant out of the house, and we're doing a major renovation. Um, so they're not all horror stories no. like that. But the things that we do is obviously our tenant screening. Yeah. So, um, and looking for those fraudulent documentation, the, the fake pay stubs. Um, there's websites you can go to and get fake pay stubs now. That's terrible. Right. Um, the fake secure or service animal or assistive mm-hmm. animal documentation um, and the fake landlord verification. So what they'll do is they'll put an address. Um, it'll be a friend or a family member. So even if I were to look it up in tax records, it'll it look matches. like their house. That's correct. And then they, you know, they <clears> call, uh, you call and, oh yeah, of, of course, Rebecca's a great tenant. I'm a fantastic of course, tenant. Of course, I course she pay is. On time. <laughs> so, um, you know, kind of look, looking for some of those warning uh-huh. signs. Um, we talk about spidey senses sometimes, yeah. you know, if you're, spidey senses are going off, maybe take a little extra time in the due diligence. Mm -hmm. And then once a tenant is in place, inspections are really important. That's like the monthly or how often do you inspect? Um, My landlords dictate in our uh, management agreement how many they'd like. Okay. I recommend at least two per year. Okay. Um, Some do four per year. Okay. So um, those are the those are the things, you know, you can tell pretty early on if it's a tenant that you want to keep in the property mm-hmm. or someone you may want to non-renew when it when the lease is up. So I, I would assume the best way to have somebody non-renew is increase the rent. Um, sometimes, but in Arizona, you don't have to reason. You really? don't have to provide them a reason. Okay. So I can send a 30-day notice at the end of the and lease. Just say you're and out? just let them know we're not renewing your lease. Um, with the exception of Section 8 tenants, you do have to give them a reason. Okay. And you have to give them a 60-day notice. Okay. But, um, yeah, in Arizona, we don't, we are, we are still a fairly landlord-friendly state. So you know what? You brought up Section 8, and I know that term gets thrown around and everybody just assumes everybody knows what that means. What does that really mean? It's subsidized housing. So okay. it's government assistance mm-hmm. um, where the um, it's through HUD also. Mm-hmm. And HUD will pay either 100% of the rent or a percentage of the rent. Typically, it's for people who are on some sort of disability okay. and don't have the means to pay rent otherwise. So and the reason why I bring that up is I knew the answer to that, right? It's a little bit of a loaded question, but I would assume a lot of DIY landlords may shy away from people who are Section 8. And quite frankly, I've heard just the opposite, that they're actually more of a guarantee because the government is subsidizing their rent. This is true. And um, I educate my landlords, the ones that I represent, about it and um, remind them they're a group of people like any other group of people. There's good ones and there's bad ones. So we couldn't classify any other group of people as all good or all bad. Right. Um, We wouldn't want to do that with Section Section 8 8. either. Mm -hmm. So the um, rent is guaranteed. That doesn't mean that they're not going to be dirty or they're not going to cause damage. But we still have all the same remedies, just a little extra paperwork. Just a little extra paperwork, mm-hmm. and you can still collect deposit money and hold yes. hold deposits if they trash the unit or whatever it might be. Correct. And awesome. and the nice thing with Section 8, too, is um, if you have a really bad one, uh-huh. then you can report that to Section 8, and they're in jeopardy of losing their voucher. So you would think that that would matter to them. and they They're would, on better behavior they're on be- of the Yeah, time. I bet they are. Yes. <laughs> I bet that's kind of like you're telling mom and dad and if they want to keep getting their allowance money, they better clean up their room. That's right. And the wait list to get approved is is long. You don't want to lose it once you get it. Oh, good to know. Good to know. So DIY landlords, if you are insisting on doing it yourself, even after we tell you not to for all the reasons why not to, okay, more power to you. Don't shy away from the Section 8 people. Right. They may be a good pool of, of, of tenants. Um, now, I did bring this up earlier. Buyers left in the cold while Metro Phoenix construction of single-family rentals booms. 
um, I mentioned in the beginning of our show, Lindsay and I knew each other working actually for a local home builder. Yes. That local home builder, uh, it's really interesting. There are two families. I still work for one of the families. We both worked for the other family, and they're both now developers, builders that are doing communities of rentals because they feel that's more advantageous than just selling the house. That's right. Well, if you look at the the one in six, uh-huh. there's a need for affordable rental housing. There's definitely a need. Yes. And so these guys are being really smart about it. The only thing that I, I guess I'm struggling with is the cost of these units because they cost more many times than what a mortgage payment will cost. Most of the time they do, yes. So these brand new cute little homes maybe are 2500 bucks a month. And I'm personally paying like 1800 for my house. So I have a really hard time telling my clients this is a good idea. But it is the wave of the future because that is where all the investing seems to be going right now. Yes. So where does that leave the poor little tenant who's just trying to get to Phoenix? They're one of the 250 that just like got off the boat today and landed in this desert, right? And they're like, where are we going to live? <clears throat> I explained earlier, I don't personally do rentals because I don't, I'm not good at them, nor do I specialize in Lindsay does. And on her website, she shared with me that if you guys search for a property on her website, she will help you herself. You know, she's not going to pawn you off on somebody else. She is a one-woman show, and she's a broker. She knows what she's doing. So go to evolutionaz.net, and if you click on vacancies, it'll show what properties Lindsay has for rent right now. She has one in Mesa for 2000 a month. It is a three-bedroom, two-bath, 1,600 square feet, a little bit bigger than what you said on the show earlier. Um, but if you up it to 2300 you might be able to get two-and-a-half baths, and pets are okay. So the 1951 North Lazona is the uh, red and green and toilet property. Is it really? It's beautiful now. I bet it is beautiful I will have now. interior photos today. So I bet you the toilets are brand new. I'm brand hoping. new toilets. Oh, thank you. Thank you, baby Jesus, for getting brand new toilets in <laughs> new those. New toilets, new carpet. Oh, my goodness. And so it um, looks like you have a, a handful in the Southeast Valley. Is that where you primarily specialize, or do you get properties all over the valley? All over the valley. Okay. Um, I even have properties as far as Casa Grande, um, Whitman, Morristown, Florence. So you pretty much don't turn anybody down. Within about two hours. Okay. Yeah. All right. So if you guys have heard enough and you know that you don't want to sell your next house, but you want to keep it as a rental, I urge you at least give Lindsay a call on her website. She has a ton of information. Heck, she can even have her tenants pay on her website, which I thought was really slick. It's wonderful. So you on your portal, you have an online portal for both the owners and for the land or for the tenants. Correct. Um, and then talk to me a little bit, Lindsay, about some of these certifications you carry. Um, so the biggest ones I think are really important, whether you're a tenant or a landlord looking for a property manager, is uh-huh. um, the NARPM. So that's the National Association of Residential Property Managers. Okay. Um, basically, we're just held to a higher standard. We have a whole other set of code of ethics that we agree to abide by on top of the uh, National Association ones. Yes. Okay. Yes. And, and that's we... kind of no joke. The, the Realtor Association ethics, like, and that's what I loved about you saying earlier that you take first come first serve. You aren't giving priority to your own applications. You are a rare person, Lindsay, in the world of property management, I have to say. And that's why you're on my show today. (laughs) Thank you. Um, Definitely. So for them to get a hold of you, your preference is the office number, right? Correct. That's 480-648-5738. That's it. Yeah, I'm not wearing my glasses right now, so I <laughs> wanted job. to make sure I could actually read that, even though I'm sitting two feet from the screen. And then your email address is evolutionpropertiesaz at gmail.com. Any last words of wisdom for if I get a call from a client and he and I'm trying to get him to sell his house and he's like, yeah, Rebecca, I really don't want to sell. I just want to rent it. 
any words of wisdom if they're just adamant they can do it themselves? I'd say just have them talk to a property manager. Um, I'm really honest with people. You you can do it yourself. It's yeah. it's not hard until there's a problem. It's not hard until the toilet looks like it looked in that picture. That's right. And then you don't know what to do. Yeah, you, <laughs> you mean know? let me just go let me just go back to this again. So it's not a problem until you get this. That's right. <laughs> and so I'm assuming the Lizona property, they put the tenant in, they knew they had problems. Actually, you know what? What are some problems? What are some signs of problems that somebody should watch for? Like maybe they're like, oh, gosh, I don't know what to do with this tenant. I don't know. I'm going to get them out of here. They never pay me on time. Like what are some advice that you would say for those people? So um, someone who's doing it themselves, I always advocate that they educate themselves. Uh (laughs) Educate yourselves on your um, rights and your obligations Mm -hmm. because both parties have some of each. Right. And so if you don't know what your rights and obligations are, you're liable to do something or not do something that could cost you more time and money. So that's the that's biggest huge. thing is is educating yourself on the, the laws, um, your rights and obligations. If you do come into a problem, um, seek advice from a landlord tenant attorney or talk to a professional property manager. And, you know, and I'll say this again, not all of you guys are the same. Um, over True. the years, I have dealt with so many terrible ones that don't return phone calls, that don't respond to emails. Um, you know, it to me, it's like literally like there's two of you out of 100 that I would recommend. And I'm, I'm saying it legitimately because there's so many bad ones out there. So is there anything that people should watch out for? Like maybe maybe they're watching us in California or Vegas and, you know, you're just not licensed there and you're not at their disposal. Um, I know here we have Dr. Victor that is a local uh, attorney who specializes in landlord rights, not tenant rights, right. landlord rights. So I would tell people here, you know, hop on their website. Is I just assume is that the advice you'd give somebody maybe listening not in Arizona as well? That advice, and then also that NARPM, it's National, so National oh. Association of Residential Property Managers. Okay. Um, anyone who is a member, and we are all over the country, uh-huh. um, they're definitely going to be your a better your quality. first choice um, rather than maybe just so, Google or okay. Yelp. So let me get past this picture of poop, <laughs> and I'm going to go back down to show everybody again National Association of Realist. Wait. Real property managers? Uh, residential Residential property, property managers. And then there was a designation above that. Is that one worthy of noting to people? The CRPM, that is local here okay. to Arizona. Um, it is an additional certification. Or um, I love you got all these certifications. Yes. You know, and that, that's really the biggest the thing I talk about with um, staying in the, in the know and uh-huh. the now is it is constantly changing, especially yeah. through the pandemic. We had monthly property management forums. I can only imagine how scary that forums. time period was for you. It was it was like pinball, honestly. It really? was just it was we were all over the place. You're, yeah. you know, today you're here, tomorrow you're here, and there and nobody we had all of this money for assistance and nobody was overseeing it. And, and nobody and, knew probably what to even where to even start. That's right. Well, I'm glad that part seems to be over. Is that a fair statement? Like everything's yes. over. There's no more taking advantage of COVID, not paying rent stuff? Correct. Okay. Yes. That's good. And there is still money out there for people who truly need help. Oh, that's good to know. Yes. Um, well, you guys heard it here. You need to get a hold of Lindsay. Check her out on her website at Evolution. Uh, what was it? EvolutionAZ.net, right? Correct. That's probably the best place to start. And I appreciate your time, Lindsay. Thank you. You're I appreciate the best. you. Thank you for coming on. Because, you know, I don't do property management. And I really appreciate learning about it today. Thanks for having me. 
I hope you enjoyed the show and saw all the wonderful reasons or not so wonderful reasons why you don't really want to manage a property yourself if you want to be in a landlord and invest in real estate. There are so many things that can go wrong. I think the best thing that you could do to make sure it goes right is to give Lindsay a call. You guys saw all of her information, but again, it's evolutionrealestate.net. Check her out. Give her a call. She's awesome people. And we don't doubt for a minute. If you use Lindsay, you can't go wrong. What a great show. And thank you for joining us on our mutual journey to becoming unharmable and successful in all of our experiences while we're here in this school of life. We hope you enjoyed it. If you watched us on YouTube, please like and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Likewise, if you're catching us on one of our podcast platforms, be sure to follow us so you never miss out on another one of our shows again. Remember that if you ever have a question about real estate or any of the other topics we cover, check us out on the web, www.gratefulheart.tv, for all of our links to connect with us. Otherwise, we'll have another show for you again right here next Monday at 11 a.m. Arizona time. I'm on vacation every single day Cause I love my occupation Hey, hey, hey I'm on vacation every single day Every, every single day